Welcome to episode 5 of Sneaky Athletic. I'm Chandler Farmer, joined with Alec Hensley, and we're going to get into it this week. Are we? Oh, we are. Yeah. Love it. We got tons of topics, free agent topics, lots of money, NBA All-Star game, uh, a little Daytona 500. Uh. Yeah. No, we're talking about it all. We got some segments, and we also have our celebrity NBA All-Star draft. Um, so why don't we start off, get a little sponsor action in. So this episode is once again sponsored by the Fertilizer Service Company, and you already know that they got the good shit. These guys do it all. I don't need to tell you again. You already know. They do everything fertilizer. It doesn't even matter. They do it all. They got you covered. Okay? These guys are located in the heart of America. America. God's country. God's country. Northwest Missouri, Fairfax Mo, more importantly Rockport, but anyways... You can reach them at 660-686-2402 and get that good shit. Fertilizer Service Company, they've been around since 1956. Hit them up. This episode is also sponsored by Wade Boggs. May he rest in peace. You know he's not dead. Uh, let's agree to disagree. All right. My soul, I gave it all. All right, we're back. How was your weekend? Uh, traumatizing in a little bit of a sense. Um, so roommate's birthday mm-hmm. this weekend, and there was a point where all three of us almost got kicked out of the bar. Yeah, I mean, I had you on my shoulders. Our other roommate was getting kicked in the dick. Like Boys it, being boys. Yeah, I mean, just roughhousing, just fun stuff. But yeah, I mean, you knocked my drink out of my hand. To ask me to fight one of our other friends, and I almost fought you. So, I guess you can tell you that'll tell you how much testosterone was flowing at the at that point in time. Sounds like you're to blame. Okay, I don't know about that. We'll let the people decide. For sure, that can happen. <laughs> so, what you mad about this week? Oh man, I got a coworker, dude, and I don't know how this man's not fired. Like, he just says some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Last week, in the same 30-second time frame, these two sentences came out of his mouth. You can simulate the gravity of the Earth in a machine. Hell, I can do it at home. Is it true about women and full moons on their period, like a blood moon or something? To our boss, who is a woman? What education level does this guy have? He graduated from a charter school in St. Louis. So he does have his uh, GED. Yeah, and it's not a terrible one. I looked it up. Okay. But he does have, it just seems like it's some sort of social issue where it's not connecting, but I can't understand how that is allowed in the workplace. But it does make sense that he's working in, at Papa John's. Yeah. I mean, okay. there are there's two kinds of people there, you know. There are people who chose it as a job before their career to get by. Right. And there are people who 
that's their career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, that's their, that's their end game. Yeah. So what are you mad about, man? I'm mad about pants and I'm sick and tired of wearing pants because it's, it means winter time. So you have to, but with my job, if you're scared, I get to wear scrubs every day. And let me tell you, scrubs are every bit not pants. It's elastic what weight. What do you mean? It's elastic waistband, like loose fitting clothes. That I'm feeling are like I'm wearing pants, not pants. I'm talking about denim or khakis or like suit pants, anything like that that has a firm waist that also goes below the knee. Are you buying your stuff just straight pressed? Because I don't like. I'm a relaxing jeans kind of guy. I understand jeans are flexible now, but you were also insane for coming home from work and getting into a pair of jeans. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, like, like I come home and I put on sweatpants. Yes, they do have pant in the name, but they're sweats. You're sweating in them because you're not I run, ready for the rest of the day. I can go anywhere I want in those sweatpants. Except to something fancy that you're not going to be invited to. That I the wish rest it, of our friends are going to have That I wish was scheduled me. in the summer so I could wear shorts to it. I, let's just move south. Okay. End it there. So <laughs> so what's your, what's your lifestyle tip? Um, tell people about what you're doing. So it doesn't matter if it's something like your birthday's coming up or, you know, I've experienced it recently while we've been doing this podcast, but it is so nice that whenever you tell people they pay attention, you know, like it's a wild thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have never been the kind of person to like overshare. And I've started like telling more people about this and I've just tried it in other aspects of my life and people respond greatly, you know, like people who are close to you in your life typically aren't assholes. Um, true. Some, I, I would guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, Paul, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just, I've been having good success with that. You know, a lot of support both ways. You get to learn a lot more about what people are doing in their life when you ask them. And uh, it's been pretty fulfilling. What about you? So, I mean, I haven't really thought about one much, but I'm just going to kind of go off the dome. And, and what I like to do is be vocal about thanking people. Because I do think it goes a long way in not only making yourself feel good, but getting others to do more for you. Because I understand a lot of things that people do for you, whether it's your roommate washing the dishes or somebody just giving you a ride or, you know, a coworker doing something and it's like an everyday thing and it's not that big of a deal. But later down the line, something's going to come along where they're going to remember you being nice to them and you thanking them. Um, this just recently happened in work. That's kind of why I'm thinking about it. This is just like some coworker did something stupid, like got me a piece of candy. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And then later on the line, I needed something that was way worth way more than that little piece of candy. Ended up paying off a lot more, just generally being nice to them. You think those two words bought you that favor that you needed? No, but I think that my general outlook of being positive and being happy and like thanking them, which is kind of goes in the whole, the whole side of it, kind of helped me in the long run. Here's the thing that I hate about thanking people is there's a huge generational gap between us and the generation before us. And I've read kind of up about it. Just ling linguistically, we're different because we say no problem instead of you're welcome because millennials don't look at it, look at it as an issue to help somebody out. And apparently the older generations are like, you know, I'm doing this for you. I'm going out of your way. And I get that. And it definitely is 
a symbol of respect and kindness. But I, I can see that because I don't like to say you're welcome. I like to say, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. But I do appreciate when somebody says thank you to me, though. That's fair. But I think we are just like a nicer generation. I don't know. Like, well, we talk like idiots. The, I, this was almost my beef of the week. Whenever millennials talk, there's a lot of times where we go, oh, yeah, no. Or, no, yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, we. What the hell are you saying? We talk in contradictions all the time, for sure. But <sighs> it's but it's part of. I feel like we have much more lingo than any other generation. Do you think or it's like dialect? Our dialect is wider, or something. I don't know how to phrase that, but yeah, we have a lot more different regions coming mm-hmm. in. Like I don't really say mom; I say ma'am. Yeah, but also like slang travels a lot faster nowadays. That's true. Yeah, like you have to think about that. Like somebody can say something in England, and back in the day, it w- like that wouldn't carry over for maybe even years. So, do you want to move on? We can talk some free agents or some people who think they're free agents. We can do whatever you want, man. We're ready. Right. Yeah, we're just kind of rolling with the punches this week. It's been a so, rough week. Manny Machado is signing this this the biggest contract in any sports history. I believe so. Yeah, three hundred million dollars for ten years. To basically retire. Well, baseball has had a history of doing this, and everyone who does it, it never turns out well. Well, he's also going to the Padres. A historically strong organization. Yeah, you couldn't even finish that fucking sentence. So, I mean, I don't know the last time that I've even seen a Padres highlight, let alone a Padres game. Didn't a Royal go there recently? Yeah, and the only Hosmer highlight I saw was him dropping an infield fly, like... Like, they just aren't out there. Like, nobody... I do miss him, too. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Once again, very much still alive. But, um... I... Like, the Padres... It's like, he could sit on the bench for every game this year, and I don't think I would notice. I think the Padres could play their entire season schedule, and I wouldn't notice. Yeah. And I saw another fact that between Machado and Hosmer, they are 50% of the yearly salary. There's something going on with that league and the salary cap issue, and it needs well, to be changed. There's no, there exactly, yeah, like it's just insane. You can just pay people whatever you want, which is kind of just truly capitalism, and it's cutthroat, and I love it. But at the same time, like you look at it and just scratch your head. I mean, yeah, it also doesn't create a level playing field. Well, speaking of, okay, I have been seeing this so much. All over with the AAF and what's XFL? XFL's coming up and then the Freedom as well. Right. And if we had a little bit of, I butchered this name earlier, go ahead and say it. What name? The soccer thing. Oh, relegation. <laughs> Man, a lot of dead time. I was like, I'm, my brain was just like racking right there. I've also been drinking a little Hennessy too, so that's not really helping. I've never been so scared over here because I had no idea. I was just looking you right in the eyes. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, deer in the headlights, man. I'm but sure. continue about relegation. We were talking about relegation earlier, right. which is a good topic. And I think that you know they do it over in Europe, and it kind of makes those With lower the soccer, teams yeah. more interesting because at the end of the year, everybody is playing for something, and it gets people a little bit more behind it, you know? And you're telling me that that Browns team isn't – like now somebody you might watch at the end yeah, of the you, season. You can't tank for the one pick is what kind of what it ruins. Right. Well, not always. I mean, with well, cause if, if you finish last, you're out. 
are they if we do relegation are we no longer having farm systems like that's another question that you have to ask and well the nfl doesn't really have a farm system though i mean college football i mean i guess yeah they're not getting paid but okay i mean that's a weird way to look at it it's completely different than like the nba who has the g league and the mlb who has um you know the minor leagues that are true farm in my opinion but like I I, I do like relegation because it creates so much more competition and I'm all about keeping the highest level of sports at the highest level of competition. And I think the NFL is the only one where you can actually do it because with the other leagues you kind of have the issue of they play so many games that it would just be a little bit draining to watch the same teams play over and over. Yeah, I agree. And, and if with the NFL, I think that there's enough talent out there as well that it could be done. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we're seeing more and more creative stuff all the time. And I think that I hate to say this, but football should really start be start looking overseas. The problem with it is anything in the NFL has to be voted on by the owners and it has to be like a three quarters pass. And that's never going to happen because they make a minimum of $40 million a year off their NFL team. So they're never going to give that up. And they don't care about the consequences, which is something else I want to talk about. Okay. Former Redskins running back. Uh, oh, my goodness. Sorry. The Washington racial slurs running back. Yeah, R words. Um, <laughs> uh, she wanted to change the retirement plan for NFL players. His wife. Yeah. Um I don't think that he's either not alive or not in the condition to present this case on his own. Makes sense. I also believe that she was a lawyer, if I read correctly. Okay. So, she, Do you know the name of the player? I can figure it out. But let's you. just keep going if we don't. Uh, we Riggins don't. was his last name. He was a okay. running back. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of a typical running back. Guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they earn, you know, minimum wage. It's not a big deal, but it really is something that we should think about with the long-term health of those players because it's, they're literally getting fucked over for us to watch three hours on a Sunday. You I mean, yeah, we talked about this last week with, um, what's his face getting banned from the, from the Super Bowl. Um, the reporter, let me look, who did I say? Um, Joe Rogan. Bob Costas. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. yeah. But Joe Rogan. That's a, that was a good take. Um, no, Bob Costas mentioned, you know, head stuff and got banned from the Super Bowl last year. Is Will Smith allowed? Tell the truth. Um, I don't know. I don't think he really cares. Well, you know, Scientology has probably got their own Super Bowl of. <laughs> Is Will Smith a Scientologist? Yeah. Are you sure about that? 100%. Okay. I did not know that. He's a living icon. Yeah, icon living. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our other thing that I wanted to talk about was – actually, we got plenty of other shit. Yeah. It was a terrible transition. I'm sorry. Can we talk about Antonio Brown just demanding a trade? Oh, no. You're right. That's it. Yeah. Antonio Brown, who is very much under contract with the Steelers, basically just made a, like, goodbye video and was like, thanks for all of your support over the years. You guys have been great. I'm a free agent now. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm gone. And they're like, no. But he's just he's just demanded a trade. He looked over at the NBA. And he saw his homies doing whatever the hell they wanted yeah. and goes, where's my bag? Yeah. Which also his contract, we just looked it up before this, 
it multiplies by 12 this next year. It goes from 900,000 to 12 million. But they've also had plenty of locker room issues, you know, and the Steelers look like cancer for the first time ever. I mean, I know they've been dealing with Big Ben for a while, but like they're He has they're, cancer? No, yeah, he is. I heard he was born. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, just kind of they call him Big Rape. <laughs> but um He's just a bad person. But not a good one. Um and then you have Le'Veon throwing his fits, and then Antonio Brown. They're just crumbling, and I love it. I, I know you're you – recover. Recover. I, I need okay. you to recover right now. All right, yeah, I'm back. Okay. My thing with it is is that they've been such a stern-nosed organization for so long. They haven't had this bright superstar. They haven't had someone out in the limelight. I mean, even Jacksonville has a Blake Bortles, you know. Boat. It's – Something that I kind of feel like they needed, and they don't want to deal with it because Tomlin wants the attention and Big Ben, and you know, like they've been. And they're there very for known so for for being behind their head coaches. They don't ever fire head coaches, right? And, and so think... they're behind them. And then I guess if you know the best wide receiver in the NFL disagrees with them, and same with the best running back, they're just gonna let them go. Management versus employee. Yeah. Employer, who do you you know stand on and like? I'm absolutely on the employer's side. Like, if that was my profession, I would want to be able to say, you know what, I don't really like this job at this company. Let me go try out another one. Well, I don't think Le'Veon Bell deserves all that money that he's wanting, but, like, I don't hate him for asking for it because he's a running back and he's only going to be in the league for X amount of years. And, he, you know, he's gonna his body's going to be hurting afterwards. Well, I mean, as a running back, you have two years tops before you get that new MCL. Yeah, which is makes your knee way better. Right, and then you get an added four, so like six total, and then poof. Yeah. Vamoose, son of a... Okay, well, you can cuss on here. You can say bitch. Yeah, I know, but like... Okay, all right. I'm Listen. not Biggie Smalls. Or, that's Jay-Z. I'm so sorry. Jeez. All right, so... We're off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's talk about the NBA All-Star game and how, um, just like every year, it sucked for the I first... I hate you. For the first, like, three quarters of the game, it's just, like, dunk. I mean, Giannis did have that skyscraper of a dunk, it's which awesome. blew my mind. But, like, there was just no defense and shot. LeBron's team shot 91 threes. Was the Super Bowl entertaining for you? There's a difference between trying and not being entertaining and not trying and not being entertaining. Giannis wasn't trying with that dunk? He was the only one on with the whole deep court threes, trying. those they weren't trying? 91 of them. So many threes. There was 163s combined. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. I understand. And they're trying to make 91 of them. I understand the Wayne Gretzky quote that Michael Scott also quoted. And we'll get to the office here in a minute when we do our draft. But I just believe that it is... I do think it was fun to watch at the end. It's truly the best showcase of players' personalities and gameplay in a way that they want to express themselves. Like, there's an individual aspect that you don't get in any other sport while they're on that court like that. I was just going to say, that has a lot to do with the game of basketball. Yeah. With the fact that they don't have to wear a ton of equipment. There's not as many people out there on the court. So you can be much more individualistic. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a word or not, but we're going to go with it. And, I mean, I, I do like... A lot of the things that the the NBA All Star Game has to offer, the skills challenge, 
and the dunk contests. They liked that this year. I, I mean, in theory, and in 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 the past, it has impressed me more than other All Star Game weeks. Here's the thing: is the dunk contest? It truly just gets worse every year. In the '90s, it was trash. Don't listen to anybody because the dunks that they were doing and getting, you know, perfect scores on then, like there are 10th graders doing right now like well, yeah they do them now like they do lat or what was it a few years ago when they did like from the free throw line windmill from the free throw line between the legs and jordan got like was oh my god he's amazing he dunked from the free throw line it's like okay do a fucking 360 windmill maybe there's no bias towards jordan in the nba so i just think that that's pure skill paying off for him you know anyways well <laughs> i do think that the skills competition needs to be a little bit more competitive. Like, they need to start betting real stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with um, – Pat McAfee said this about – I was listening to his podcast a, a couple weeks ago or, or whenever the Pro Bowl was. He said that um, when you sign up – A few days ago, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> a few days can be like a million. It just depends on what your definition of a few is. But – he was talking about how the players should basically sign a waiver to go into the certain skills challenges or the certain games and things like that. And maybe like for NFL example, he said add like a seven on seven flag football types deal. Everybody signs a waiver and on the winning team. Each player gets an extra like 20 grand. So you add cash incentives and those players can opt to donate those to charity, obviously, which looks great on them. So it's great PR for everybody, but it also gives teams incentive to do things. So it's like, all right, slam dunk contest instead of just winning the Sprite slam dunk trophy. You get a car. Okay, cool. Like, a car means nothing to them. Give them, like, I saw that Kevin, think they Kevin, drive. Kevin Durant. Racist. That's not, quit. <laughs> you need to quit. Kevin Durant donated his MVP car to charity, but like. So like, did Olin Depot. Yeah, it was like a car to charity. Like, start giving out cash. Well, they've been doing cash for clunkers for a while. Okay. It's a brand new Kia, whatever the fuck they want to <laughs> put out there. I'm just saying. There's a better way some to of the, do it. Yeah, there's some of these young players can would be more motivated with incentives. I think that they are only out there to kind of show the stuff that they don't get on the court. Like Diallo is, you know kind of a no-name right now and like yeah. retire the superman shirt thing please like i'm so yeah. sick of it i was done after dwight did it quit doing it anti-dwight here no i just said once dwight did the superman stuff it should have stopped there yeah no that's he did it the best yeah he did it the best and he like he was a great dunker there for a while and he was a great performer in the the slam dunk contest and it shouldn't be carried on after that agreed so before we get to our own all-star, um, what do we want to call this? The upper echelon of TV sitcoms? The Mount Rushmore of TV sitcoms NBA All-Star Draft. Yeah, before we get to that, I want to mention this referee who from 2003 to 2007 made over $2 million from throwing games. And they went and had a U.S. Supreme Court look at the case, you know, hundreds of hours of game film, and if he didn't cover the spread, he didn't get paid. But if he did, he got two grand for every game. He made two million dollars. Jesus, Murphy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you said about four years. Yeah, that's a half a million dollars a year. Well, it was. He said he started in '03, and it took him four years before he got caught. So, who knows? Because some of the people were not 
going to respond to the story. You know, they asked him for questions and they didn't want to. Well, yeah, they're smarter. They're gamblers. They're bookies. They're yeah, they're not going to do that. I mean, they definitely are doing illegal stuff in here. And this guy came out and said a lot of it. But I think most of that is to kind of, you know, save his ass with the NBA. I would assume save face at this point. You've already made your money. I'm sure some of it's still hidden away. Like, oh, $2 million. You think that's all he made? I don't know. I just hope he's breaking bads with the house. That'd be dope. All right. So you want to do the office? I'll do Parks and Rec. You do How I Met Your Mother? I thought we were just going to go all combined. No, I just wanted to announce to the people who all we have here. Oh, so okay. we have three yeah, yeah. sets of shows. Yeah. There are so, nine characters in each box. And I just went from the IMDb list of who is in the most episodes. Yeah, so from The Office, we have Jim Halpert, Dwight Schrute, Michael Scott, Pam Beasley, Stanley Hudson, Angela Martin, Meredith Palmer, Ryan Howard, and Phyllis Vance. Make your pants dance, Phyllis yeah. Vance. Leslie Nope, Ron Swanson, this is Parks April and Lubgate. <laughs> April Ludgate, Andy Dwyer, Tom Haverford, Ben Wyatt, Donna Meagle, Chris Traeger, and Perkins, all rounding out Pawnee, Indiana. All right. And from New York City, New York, we have How I Met Your Mother. We got Ted Mosby, Marshall Erickson, Robin Sherbatsky, Barney Stinson, Lily Aldrin, Rajit, um, Tracy McConnell, Carl the Bartender, and Victoria. Which didn't have a last name, just the woman that Ted she, married. He never married her. Yeah, she left, right? Yeah. Spoilers. So, yeah, spoiler we probably alert. should have talked about how we were going to go first, but uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors I on was, Shoot. Yep. Okay. I was already thinking that. Ready? Rock, Paper, Scissors, Shoot. Shit. Rock, Paper, Scissors, Shoot. God damn. All okay. Right. Uh, Alec gets first pick. The first, <laughs> thank you. The first pick of this draft, I'm going to go ahead and take Marshall Erickson off the board. Okay. I am. Actually happy with that because I wanted Jim Halpert as my first pick. Okay. So I'll write that down. Then. Yeah, i got to make sure. We are doing seven players all together. Um, you have to have at least one woman on your team. And my number two is going to be Chris Traeger. Son of a bitch. That was, I really wanted Chris. So um, You know he's in the best shape. Yeah, I know. Literally in the best shape. Oh, should we also talk about the punishment real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to put a poll up of each of our teams, each of our drafted teams on our Twitter. And Instagram. And we'll have you guys vote. And the loser has to do four tequila shots during episode six. I thought we said Hennessy. Oh, Hennessy. Sorry. Don't make me have a heart attack. Yeah, we agreed on Hennessy. um, During the next pod. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you took Chris Traeger. Marshall Erickson. Okay. You're up. I am forced to take Andy Dwyer. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident with that. Um, I think that this might be a little bit of a reach early, but I think that she is very clearly the best girl on here. Robin Shabatsky. Okay, yeah, I mean, she played, she was obviously a hockey fanatic in the show. Um, that's a great pick. Looks like she could kill Moose yeah, I mean, with her bare hands. We'll stick with Moose, okay. <laughs> um, okay, man. So, in Parks and Rec, Ron coaches 
a the youth basketball team. Success. Yeah, he has a triangle success. So I'm going to have to take Ron so he can be my player and coach. A LeBron. Yeah, nice. player, coach, owner. So Ron like Swanson. Um, for his fierce tenacity and powerful drive, Dwight Schrute. I like that pick because you know he's going to pull out some dirty shit. You know he's going to try harder than anyone. Yeah, and for that exact reason, I'm picking Michael Scott because he's just going to tell Dwight to not try. And you are the assistant to the regional manager. Here's the thing, though. I think that Dwight's need to beat out Jim might overpower that. That's fair. So So we got four four. each. All right, so my pick five. I think that I am going to go with, oh my goodness. There's a lot of options. Yeah, Ben Wyatt. I like Ben. I mean, he's just pretty nerdy. He did try to teach Tom how to play basketball on that that one. So I'm going to go ahead and get, um, actually, are you going to, oh, shit. Um, I'm going to pick Donna Eagle. Because I That's think she's going to be a force in the paint. Yeah. I was sit- thinking about sitting another round. She's a badass. I mean, yeah. I would, Honestly, I would have taken her. Yeah. So that that was pretty good. Uh, I'm going to take this little sleeper, Carl the bartender. Yeah. Man, horse. Just ripped. Bald-headed. Absolutely horse. stacked every time back there. Yeah. Cool as a cucumber. You know that that man can box out. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's going to – you have – you have all the height. I'll be honest. You have Marshall, and then you have. So I'm gonna have to put Andy on Marshall, and then I guess Jim's covering Carl. This can be some tough matchups for sure. I um, really want you guys to play with the scenarios if you're gonna vote. I mean, yeah. really, there's a lot going on. Out. There's a lot going on. Um, so I guess next I'm gonna have to go with. Oh shit! You already took Ben. I was kind of looking at Ben. I'll I'll go with Ted Mosby next. Okay. Um, I think he's gonna be kind of a uh, like a team camaraderie guy like he's always kind of keeping spirits up uh you know this he's my sixth man too the intangibles that you talk about with you know the fire in your eyes Mm -hmm. and you know the rumble in your belly yeah ted doesn't have it i understand but that's why he's my sixth man he's gonna bring the orange slices he's gonna bring the (laughs) snacks for the team at halftime that's what ted does well i'm hoping that uh my guy also brings some party favors rally up the team Ryan Howard. Okay. So you're going Ryan from New York. New York, Ryan. Yeah, of course. New York, Ryan. I like that. Um, I'm just too worried he's going to be on his phone the whole fucking time and not be paying attention. So that is your final pick? Yes. Okay. So I have one last pick. Scan the board. I th- I'm thinking I'm going to think what uh, who Michael picked first in their basketball episode and just go with Stanley Hudson. But, yeah, I'll go with Stanley. Really? No, I, can I, I'm the last pick, so I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to go ahead and go with Barney. Barney's in great shape. I, so I don't know how to really judge him. He was a hard one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Barney. It's um, not a bad choice. And at least at least what he can do is, um, who was your uh, female pick? Robin. He He's going to at least seduce Robin while they're out there. They'll distract each other. Um. Because they were married for a while and then right. they got divorced. Spoilers. But I, I like that. So go ahead and list your team off. Um, I have Marshall Erickson, Chris Traeger, Robin Scherbatsky, Dwight Schrute, Ben Wyatt, Carl the Bartender from How I Met Your Mother, 
and capped off with Ryan Howard, GM, manager, Cokehead. I like that. I mean, that's a good team. I'm kind of, I'm, I mean, I think it's pretty even though when you look down. I have, I kind of wanted April. That's the only person. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Just because she's devious. Tenacity. Yeah. So I have Jim Halpert, Andy Dwyer, Ron Swanson, Michael Scott, Don Amigo, Ted Mosby, and Barney Stinson. See, I think the thing that you're going to be lacking is actual cardio in shape, you know, boys who are ready to run. And women. Like, they yeah. – none of those guys are looking good. I, I think I'm trying to go with scheme. Obviously, Jim might be the best basketball – like, I know Marshall grew up in a house of – He played college basketball in the show, I thought. Maybe. I don't know. Jim won the basketball game. He won, like, the MVP, basically, with the basketball episode in the office. Super legit there, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on from that. We'll have you guys vote on that, and we'll we'll talk a little more next week when – the loser is doing their their Hennessy shots. I'm gonna be pissed if it's me, man. I'll just deal with it. So, oh, <laughs> so I gotta let's let's talk a little uh, a little Daytona 500. Can we not? Well, so the thing is, I don't know if you know, but the last like 20 laps took almost an hour because of the crashes. So they they need to come up with a better system for that, but obviously can't. But I do want to talk about... I really wish you would have spit that out faster so I didn't put that joke in there right before you said stuff about people crashing cars into each yeah. other. Yeah. So, anyways, I do think I still would like to go to a a Daytona 500 or a, a big racing event, but I will absolutely not sit in the stands. I need to be inside the track. That's reasonable, and I would absolutely accompany someone there. But the only way I'm going to a race is if it is not an oval. That so you is, need Formula One. I need Formula One. I need yeah. a little need for Speed 2 on the Xbox. I need, you know, some prisoner escaping. Like, and You need uh, Death Race? Is that what you need? Prisoners yes. escaping? Okay. Well, we'll talk. We can talk about that. But if I'm inside the track, it was five hours long. The Daytona 500 lasts for five hours. I mean, that is a marathon of drinking. That's what I'm saying is, like, if I'm inside the track, I got an RV or I got a place to, like, grab some food or take a leak, maybe take a nap. That That's an event that I can drink for a while, take a nap in the middle, wake up, drink a little more, and then party. When do you have to get out of there? I don't – I think it just, like, three days after it ends. I don't know when they can just start forcing people out. That is interesting. I need to know that. Because, like, you drive a vehicle in. Right. And you obviously at least have to wait eight hours after you're drinking – to probably, you know, to I guarantee everybody sober. you have sober. to have a guaranteed sober Do you have to breathalyze to get out? Wow. I don't, it's NASCAR, so I bet you don't. <laughs> yeah, I bet they just He's don't care. He's just had enough to study his hand. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, who won the race? <laughs> All right, good. That's what they say. So, you ready to wrap everything up with a little Google this? Yeah, we can, we can talk Google this. And do you have fake takes? I got one. Um, I'm not that serious about it. I'll just maybe talk about my vet school interview when we talk about fake takes. Okay. Well, I can just rapid fire mine. Yeah. Um, so let's do interview, Google, Google, fake takes. Yeah. I just I just wanted to talk about like my interview a little bit. I was, no, it's awesome. Good yeah. I had, a, I had a lot going on last week, and I was pretty stressed while we were recording this because we recorded um, episode four right the day before my interview. 
And then I had the most important interview of my life, and I thought it went really well. Balance is key. Yeah. 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 So I I tried to get like all the the bullshit off my brain the day before, and just kind of spit it into this mic, uh, and let you guys hopefully listen to it. But and then I had my interview. I thought it went really well. I interviewed um, with one of the guys that I really I knew pretty well. Um, I had some great letters of recommendation. And I was able to, thankfully, just kind of bullshit my way through it. Did you have a personal conversation with BoJack Horseman? No. What, what do you mean? Are you talking about... Uh, Wait, what do you mean, what do I mean? It's a very clear-cut question, yes or no? No. Okay. Okay. Disappointing, but... Still. Yeah, I mean... But That's I, awesome, though. I thought it went really well, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I've been no, kind of... it's a good thing. Like this, You've been stressed out about it? Like, you can just yeah. tell it in your shoulders, man. Yeah, I got told, like, three weeks before, and it was just... It was just holding me down. And then this last weekend, we definitely... You were the most stressed whenever they said, oh, go and prepare beforehand. You're like, no, I need something. To yeah. Do. So Hensley saw me on, on uh, Wednesday. They let me go from work at like 1 o'clock. And I just walked into the house and was just so stressed. Like I woke up in the morning. I wasn't that stressed. And then they were like, leave. And I was just terrified. That's like whenever I tell myself I need to get out of my bed and my anxiety just... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was having a small panic attack. Like, it wasn't a legit one, but I don't want to offend anybody, but it was small. As a person who has them, like, I get it and make fun of them. Nothing should ever be off limits. So, to move on from that, we want to talk maybe Google this? Yeah, because speaking of stuff that's not off limits, your body organs, if you're a prisoner in China. Harvested Alive is a documentary about the prisoner transplant of organs it's a whole industry that they have going on there that just is used for farming human organs like black market organs no it is oh it's legal like they are doing this to humans and people know so the average u.s wait time just to give you a little idea um for most of the organs is two to three years okay just take a little guess about our friends over there three months 14 to 21 days. Oh, my. So two to three weeks. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's really the future, though. I mean, we're already in the Matrix, so. Yeah, true. True. So mine is the Salem Tomato Trial. (laughs) And this is about Salem, New Jersey in 1820. For some reason, well, I'm I'm guessing it's just a guy who just hated tomatoes. I don't know why anyone would do this. I bet his wife was a terrible cook. Yeah, he just wanted her to stop making tomato soup. But well, what else? Since she had one recipe, pizza. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like what else did they really? A beets. Um, but we so, have grass from the left side of the field and grass from the right side of the field. <laughs> Which would you like? So in 1820, the city of Salem, New Jersey, had a trial against tomatoes, saying that they were poisonous. Who was their defendant? I I don't like I don't really know, but yeah, Hines? The, I, I don't think they were around back then. They were a Pittsburgh company, but so the how they proved it wrong was a guy just stood up front in front of everybody and just ate a basket of tomatoes. Did they just sit there and watch? To yeah, just watch him munch on a bunch of tomatoes, and then he was like, um, "Okay." How long did you have to wait? Yeah, I don't know where they're like, Wayne, we'll check back tomorrow at this exact time. Right. And he was just like, sit up and was like, I feel fine. I think it's one of those things that back in the old days, it's just like, uh, the, the sun went down. The day's over. Yeah. 
Like, they're like, and okay, it's sun up tomorrow at dawn. Yeah. Like, they probably had their pistols drawn because they thought it was going to turn him into something. I thought he was going to be a witch. Why would they think that in Salem? Oh, my. Spooky. Did we just connect the dots? <laughs> that was pretty unintentional. All right, so uh, do you want to give yours? Do you have any? Yeah, I have one. Go ahead. Um, T-Pain wasn't actually in love with the stripper. He was just horny. <laughs> That's my fake day. I mean, have you seen his Twitter? Have it, you seen him talk to, like, the youngins of the rap game, as he calls it, about not knowing nothing about falling in love with the stripper? He's a wild boy. Him and Akon have some stories. Yeah. After taxing season, LeBron checked himself into an alcoholic rehabilitation center, citing team issues as the catalyst for his addiction. Jordan Spieth said he needed to step up his swagger after shooting an abysmal round last weekend and has terminated his contract with Under Armour and will now be wearing the first ever Yeezy golf shoes. <laughs> LeBron has publicly stated his coach will not be enough and every coach in the West must be fired to bring them out of mediocrity. John okay. Elway trades for Joe Flacco and the right to continue his claim as the best Broncos quarterback in history. He should just suit up himself. You can just tell. He finally, I don't know... He's Uncle Rico embodied in a GM. Yeah, he's like, man, if the Broncos, they put me in again. I just throw it over all the mountains, man. Yeah. As long as I wouldn't get hit. If I had the best, best offense in the line. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm just glad that he is doing that because I hate the Broncos. Why? These are the worst. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Pretty simple. Aren't you a vet? Horse guy? Well, that's different. Broncos are wild animals that I try to help. Why are you biting on that? Come on now. I know. <laughs> that's bad of me. Um, so do we want to talk about that Bama blind wrestling real quick? Yeah. Uh, so this is personally very close to home for me because not only is it a miraculous feat for him, but also it shows that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And Paul really hasn't accomplished that much with his state wrestling championship. I mean, Ronda Rousey could really beat him, and he like still has this stuck in his mind. But, I mean, the kid's completely blind. You know, he can feel around on the mat. Those mats are definitely made. I personally have a deaf alarm clock. Like, I have taken sign language classes. I've been around the deaf community enough to know that, you know, they're pretty aware of what's going on in a mat like that where you can see or not see but feel, you know. God you can definitely it. see. Um, how they're stepping, you know, and it's really awesome. I thought it was crazy and amazing. Yeah, I watched that story, and uh, unlike him, but I watched it and and read about it a little bit. <laughs> that's fucked. Um, oh my goodness. Um, I guess that's all for this week. Yeah. So we got a wrap now. Our roommate's car alarm's going off. So that must be the alarm that means we should probably stop talking. But I thought. This week, it was kind of a shit show, but it went really well. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I did too. I'm going to, the second we stop recording, I'm going to think we hate, I hate this, but that's fine. Well, the thing is, is I know it's bad, and so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I agree. good with being bad for the sake of good. Yeah, because you either live long enough, I forget that quote, what is it? It's really hard to think with this car alarm. Yeah, there's a car alarm going off, and it's kind of really fucking with me. Um, Either live long enough to become the hero or, or see yourself become the villain. Or something yeah, like I'm that. leaving. Yeah. Thank you for so, listening. Yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, email us any of your comments. Um, 
subscribe on iTunes. We're on all platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Um, thank you guys so much. We love if you. If you want to date us, just DM us. We're lonely. Sneaky Athletic.